There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy. From the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome to The Woke Man series, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest case study on man where we help the unconscious go to the conscious rising above. I'm here with my brother, Ben Arnold. Ben, how are you, bro? Thanks, brother. Good to be here, man. Doing well. Awesome, man. Look, we're, um, we're going to get straight into the quickfire questions. And the first one is, where did you grow up and where did you live now? Uh, so I grew up in uh, a place called Australind, um, oh, yeah. two hours south of Perth, um, just near Bunbury. Cool. And now I live in the Perth Hills. Awesome. Whereabouts in Perth Hills? Uh, between Swanview and Hovia, so right on John Forest National Park. Oh, nice. Do you get out there yeah. often? Yeah, like oh. I try to go every day. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. man. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. How old are you now? I'm 26. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Young on the journey, man. That's awesome. Well, not that yeah, young, man. but yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. You can, you always hear like my mum always was like, oh, you're doing this work now. Like if, you know, with the time you get to my age, you're going to be amazing. And it's so true. Like, you know, the younger we start, the the more benefits and that we reward, down, uh, we get rewarded with down the track, eh? 100%, man, eh? Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing for a living right now? Uh, so right now I work part-time. Uh, in the mines. Yeah. So I became a diesel mechanic when I was 16. Oh, wow. Um, went into that kind of industry and workforce. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I found myself working in that industry for a while now. Um, and then since being on this journey for the last probably seven years, um, just starting to slowly transition into my soul's work and what's calling me. Wow. Um, so I'm a breathwork practitioner. Oh, wicked. Um, and stepping into the men's workspace. Uh, nice. And been taking kid, kids on rites of passage camps as well for a company here in Perth where we take them out and teach them about emotional learning and take them through a process of stepping into adulthood. And um, so doing a mix oh. of things, man, at the moment. That's wicked, yeah. man. You can sort of see that's going to be pushing into more full time work by the sounds of it. 100%. Yeah, that's my, yeah. my goal in the next three months actually is to be out of mining and be full time in my 
in my love and soul's work, man. Mm, beautiful, bro. How, how's the mining game going? Like, obviously, I'm from the mining background as well. How do you feel when you go up there into that environment? <laughs> uh, mix of emotions, man. It can, yeah. it can feel like um, I sometimes feel like I don't belong, yeah. um, especially like, you know, probably having a little bit more awareness than some guys because I, I do a lot of work on myself that I feel like that I can separate myself because I feel like I yeah, to someone just don't belong because I'm like, I'm kind of growing every single day and doing a practice and meditating and breath work. Yeah. And I go into an environment where these guys don't want to talk about their vision or don't want to talk about any kind of like emotions or, and mm. it's really challenging um, to be that in that sort of environment. Yeah. Uh, and also being quite a sensitive dude to, to like the environment. It also brings another challenge to the, to it oh man i totally i i ended up i think i left way too early eh? like i totally get what you're saying not way too early i left i I like couldn't tolerate it anymore i'm like and i was in perth in the in the control room and i'm just like fuck it's a mentality thing like the environment can really challenge you um and i feel like like our mutual friend dolbs he's gone back up to the mining game as a different person and like Mm. after going through all this journey he's like Oh, I got this, man. Like you almost come out, strengthen your shell, go back in somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely dipped in and out uh, a few times. Yeah. Like dive the hole, say, uh, work for six months and then travel the six months and then get coming nice. back with no money and like just going back to it. myself there and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be here. Eh? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're, um, you got some good, you got, sounds like you got a good path ahead of you, man. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Thanks, brother. What's one thing you're really good at? Music. Mm, like singing, guitar, did, instruments. Did that cut out? No, no. Oh, oh. Yeah, so um, very fortunate at a young age. I just witnessed my dad, a really incredible drummer and singer. So at a young age, I just watched him uh, play music and listen to him play music. So when I pick up any kind of instrument, very fortunate, I can, I can play it wow. straight away, just intuitively. Um, oh that's cool but yeah but my challenge is to to get the to go deeper with it um yeah but yeah naturally can just pick up instrument and and play it man <laughs> that's yeah. it i've just got goosebumps that's yeah. awesome do you um do you do any sound healing or oh, i mean is sound healing in the cards for you as well through that it process is, yeah yeah so i bring that in with my breath sessions breath work sessions okay i've got some didgeridoo and medicine yeah. drum and singing bowls and the flute and <laughs> that's sick uh, yeah that's yeah. awesome, man. How, and um, how, how what, what breath work are you teaching? Uh, biodynamic. Oh, work. wow. Release. Cool. Yeah. Did you, did you um, do that with Luke Smith or was that separate? Uh, we, we did it separate. He initiated me into biodynamic yeah, cool. and told me about them and um, got, felt the calling and just went for it, man. And yeah. Cool, man. That's wicked. Did yeah. you do the training in Bali? I did, yeah, in just yeah. December last year. Oh wow! Was that with Tim and yeah, um, Tim? Was Tim on that one? Tim and Cam was there as well. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah, cool. It was really beautiful to do a, do it with some close brothers as well. Like to yeah to feel like we're going in this together and to feel the support of each other and fuck yeah. that's awesome, man. That's cool. Mm. Um, what's your biggest fear right now, bro? Mm. It's actually uh, looping back to the to leaving mining. Um, 
because it's been such a big uh, security and stability for my income. And it's also a really high income. Mm. Like this fear of uh, not being able to support myself and not being able to eat if I left and went full into Fucking my, my business. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that, man. It's, a, it's, it's, like, this, it's like taking the leap of faith, eh? Mm-hmm. Big yeah. time, man. Yeah. Realize uh, you, you always, you, like subconsciously, you, I mean, consciously you go, oh, no, I'm going to be supported. It's going to be okay because, you know, I've got a plan or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But then it's just like it eats you up on the inside. For sure, man. It's like the feminine aspect of myself is like freaking out. Yeah. And me is like, no, we got this, man. Like, we got <laughs> Yeah. I feel you, man. Uh, what's yeah. your favorite quote or what's one of your favorite quotes? Mm. One of my favorite quotes would have to be, hmm, it's a good question. Um, hmm. <laughs> Literally cannot, like, there's so many, like, <laughs> I can think of in my head, but I can't, like, get the, the right wording, but. You can paraphrase. That's cool. Yeah, paraphrase. Um, just always listening to the heart. Like, yeah. That'd be like your own mantra. Mm. Served you yeah. well in your life. It has, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I feel like every time. Yeah, I'm tuning into my heart. I'm feeling my heart. It's like, yeah, it's a true aspect of myself. Yeah. Um, and when yeah. that's open, it's like it feels good. What What does yeah. it sort of mean to tune into your heart? Mm. It means a lot for me because I feel uh, it allows me. It helps me connecting back with myself. Yeah. When there's a lot of stuff going on, um, when I feel like I'm stressed, it's like it's like coming back to you. It's like the the core essence of you. You know, it keeps us alive, pushes blood around our body, oxygen, yeah. our heartbeat keeps us alive, and it's like coming back to what make, like created us. And it's yeah. like coming back to that true aspect. Fuck yeah, how man. much it means to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all on that wagon, brother. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, what's a what's a conscious man to you, man? Hmm. Conscious man to me is like uh, a man who uh, is taking full responsibility for his actions, how he's feeling, uh, what he's doing in the world. And if it's negative or positive, it's like just taking full responsibility for whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, and like being, being conscious of how you're acting and uh, how you're showing up and uh, not projecting onto how you're feeling onto other people and just kind of having that heightened awareness of like who, like what's going on for you. Mm. So that you're not going out in the world and dumping all your shit on other people unconsciously, or you're not like doing stuff from a, a wound that's going to hurt someone else. It's like just taking full responsibility for Fuck. your own shit, you know? Yeah. Full responsibility is a, a hard one when you're still playing the victim for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, radical responsibility, man. It's all mm-hmm. about it. What's Fuck one yeah. thing that challenges you right now? Um, I've had some health challenges. Um, I was vegan, vegetarian for a long time. Um, and I was using some supplements and health products. Um, and that helped me in the, in the short term as I was transitioning into vegetarian, vegan. And long term, the products weren't serving me and actually created a lot of health issues for me. Um, yeah. A lot of gut and immune issues. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been navigating that a lot. And uh, it's actually interesting. The gut stuff actually has been causing me neck pain. It's oh. crazy how it's linked. Um, oh. 
but yeah, it's been the biggest challenge so far, just navigating now with some physio who's really amazing. And yeah, yeah, it's making me more conscious of what I'm eating and, uh, and going whole foods and going to farmer's markets and getting fresh yeah. food and, Totally. Yeah, have, you, process. have you um have you decided to go off plat being vegan or vegetarian, or are you gone back to meat and and to just get yourself back in balance? Yeah, yeah. So I have, I went back into eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly introduced kangaroo. Yeah. Um, and a bit of chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I've been plant based for a couple of years now, but like it's been a full circle coming around, like. I used to be like, everyone fucking do it. Everyone needs to do it. Otherwise, the world will collapse. Um, and total total kudos to everyone out there, like, spreading the word for more love and, and love to all beings. I'm all about that. But I just thought I took off. I, I, I realised that not everyone actually can survive off it. That's just mm-hmm. from my own experiences of what I've seen through people. You know, science says a lot of things and everyone will argue that, but I definitely think the next step is actually having that discernment to tune into what your body needs, actually having the ability to go, fuck, my body doesn't feel good right now. Well, Mm -hmm. what is it craving? Like what, listen to it, like what's it calling for? Has that been something that you've been doing, like tuning into what what you actually need? Yeah, when I want to eat, I'm like tuning what the body really wants. Yeah. Um, Because before... Before I was kind of aware of these health issues, um, I kept getting, I kept having thoughts about eating meat and the mm. desire to eat meat. And I just, just got tuned it out because I'm like, no, this is what I believe in is, yeah. is not eating meat for X, Y, Z. And um, it was really interesting the shift when I did in my body, like the first time I ate kangaroo again or meat, it was just like the next day I woke up at like 5 a.m., like energized. And Fuck. it was really, the body was just stoked. Fuck, how interesting. Um, did you ever yeah. dream? Did you ever have dreams of eating meat? Never had dreams, but I'd like, I could sometimes smell like what yeah. meat would uh, um, smell like. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, I had like, for a period there, I was getting a lot of dreams of like eating meat and everyone was in my, like, it was just like, I needed it. And so I was eating it and everyone was going, oh, the vegans eating meat. And they're all like judging me and shit. And so I don't know, subconsciously all that shit come up, but I don't know whether it was my intuition saying, hey, you might be missing something here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Still haven't crossed that boundary yet, but yeah. I have been craving fish lately. Mm. So, you know, if everyone listening to this, like, they're probably going, like, guys, get on with the conversation. And all we're talking <laughs> about is fucking food. But it's, I think the essence of what we're saying is, is intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. And how yeah. powerful it can be. Yeah, because you want your body to feel fueled, you know, and yeah. tuning into it gives you the answer that you need to have mm-hmm. that. For sure, man. What does unconditional love mean to you? Mm. What it means to me is like uh, unconditional love for yourself um, and loving all the different aspects of yourself, you know. Mm. Uh, Sometimes I've found since when I first started my journey in spirituality and personal development, there was a lot of focus on like, the, the good aspects of yourself and no one really was sharing about the shadow. Um, and when I stepped into men's space, it was like that came in and people were talking about the shadow aspect of yourself and loving that part of yourself. So what unconditional love means for me is loving every single part of yourself. Yeah. And inevitably when you do that, then you can, you know, love one else for whatever they're in. Yeah. Uh, and you can accept them for that because you've accepted yourself in that too. 
Yeah, that's a bit of a process, isn't it? Getting to that mm. point. Awesome, man. Mm. And last question for the quick fire is, do you believe in a greater power? And if you do, what is that? Mm. Such good questions. Yeah, I do believe there is a greater power. Um, I don't like to label it as like, you know, God or universe or just like to feel like there's something, uh, a greater power inside me and other people that, that you get when you desire or want a different life or you have a vision for something, it's like this greater earning or yearning to want to want it or to, to have it yeah. and to be that person. It's like something, it's just, yeah, something inside you that is, is calling for that, mm-hmm. your soul or whatever that is. It's like, yeah, something greater within you than whatever, yeah. Mm, that's beautiful, man. Is that sort of like, how does that tie? Do you believe in the law of attraction and all that? Jazz. I do, man. I do believe in the uh, law of attraction. I believe that we are creators of every, every single thing in our life. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like there's aspects missing in the law of attraction, but the, the idea of your thoughts create your reality and what you focus on creates your reality is yeah. what I really believe in. Um, what do you think is missing? In the law of attraction is just an aspect of action. Yeah, totally. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, fucking can't wait for the lotto, and they put their lotto tickets on the vision board. But like sit on the couch afterwards. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, law, of, well, law of attraction actually has the word action in it, guys, for you listening. Take action. I definitely got caught up in that, man. Like just like thinking it's all going to happen for me without doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. Let's get into the real deal. Uh, this is the, f- there's going to be 11 questions here and it's just Sweet, bro. outcasting your journey. Mm. So what did your life look like as unwoke and what's it look like now? Um, so what my life looked unwoken was, uh, yeah, I left school at 16, um, was kind of pushed very heavily into a trade um, that I didn't want to do. Um, as a, And I followed through with it thinking that's the, the way, the best thing to do is what I have to do. It's my only option. I wasn't given many options, you know, mm. in school. It was like, oh, this is your grades. You're not going to be able to do this, this, and this. Um, so there's your options. So I just chose and thought this is the way. So I got thrown into a, an industry with, uh, as a heavy diesel mechanic in a, in a big workshop down, um, down Bunbury Way and working with guys who are middle-aged and um, a lot of toxic masculinity, um, a lot of bullying, a lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot of that. And uh, I wasn't really aware of how sensitive I was to environment and my feelings. So mm. I was quite numbed. Um, and then I found myself, because I wasn't happy, um, I started to drink a lot. Um, I got injured playing football, so I couldn't play. So I started to drink a lot. I started to eat a lot of crap food. Mm. Uh, I started to run myself to the ground, which then eventually I started to explore um, using drugs. Yeah. Um, and then started to sell drugs. And became in that whole different world of mm. um, suppressing my emotions with alcohol and drugs, and and having that feeling actually went on, you know, taking ecstasy or MDMA or whatever it was. This feeling of being myself. So I would, I would continue to chase that with 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 the substances because I because it made me feel like myself. Mm. Um, because I was suppressing before that, it was like I could finally be myself when I had it. It's like opened me up and. So that was like my life for like from 18 to 21. Um, 
and and my health came to a point where I was like really overweight um, and woke up, uh, actually ended up in hospital. Um, I got smacked up in a club, beaten up in a club um, and found myself in hospital just like laying there, coming down from drugs and just being like, fuck, what is this life I want to choose? Like, mm. is this really how I want to see my life going? And at the time I'd lost two friends in a space of two months and it was just like, all this stuff built up, built up until I just hit rock bottom was like, no, nah, this is it. Like I'm, I'm not choosing this life anymore. There was like that power we were talking about before that kind of inner power or something bigger than me telling me that this is, this is enough. Like you have to choose right now if you want to go down this path or this path you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And um, I chose to, to go out there and look for something that uh, was going to start me on this journey. Um, wow. And that was a health journey. Um, cleaning cleaning yeah. the body cleaning the spirit so how yeah. does that how does that look now to you and and sort of how do you differ in the sense of your old self versus your, this current self mm. so, so like trying to think back to that person to now is like whoa you know <laughs> but i feel like the difference is that i've had a lot of experiences in the last couple of years that have initiated me to be more to be more aware of who i am um, to be this conscious man that we're talking about. Mm. Um, and the difference is, you know, awareness, I feel, is the big difference. Uh, and allowing myself to be vulnerable and accepting that, that I am uh, more connected to my emotions and that I can, I can like, cry, I can mm. share vulnerably, I can share what I'm thinking and not have to, like, mm-hmm. uh, like suppress it anymore with, with substances and just be able to, like, fully be me without that like i don't I haven't drank alcohol in probably like a year and a half now and just, wow. i've been able to just still be my true self in spaces that there is alcohol or there is dance or it's like i don't need to have those yeah things anymore to elevate me to be the true expression of myself and, mm, yeah that's that's, a, that's such a difference man that's beautiful <laughs> so was alcohol and drugs your biggest vice through that period or was there something else that was your a bigger vice Mm. I think the drugs and alcohol were probably eighty percent, and twenty percent was was the, the shitty food, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and and what emotion challenged you most? I've got five emotions that I use in here because it tends to be the five emotions that hit men the hardest, and that's anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Which one of those challenged you most? Anger, man, like very, a lot of suppressed anger around uh, not wanting to go down that path mm. of being a diesel mechanic. I actually had the vision of being a um, musical engineer, a sound engineer, wow. um, but I never spoke up about it. So I was angry at myself for never expressing how I was feeling um, and angry at the fact that I was in this situation. Um, mm. but yeah, it was just didn't Shit, know how to, didn't how to express the anger. So um, and so, so that was work. so the anger was connected to that past experience where you just were told to do something and you didn't stand up for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shit. Have you found have you let that go and found forgiveness for that? Yeah, man, I've definitely um done a lot of things to release a lot of anger, um, yeah. especially for the breath work and trauma release um journey I've been on. Yeah. Um but even just doing stuff like I like to bush run as well and I like to move my body so when i'm feeling a bit angry about stuff and something triggers me i'm like okay let's let's go for a run or 
um, even when at work, it actually flares up at work more than anywhere else. Um, mm. I just, you know, take myself for a walk and just allow myself to, to be in it and yeah. not judge it yeah. and love that part of myself that's angry. Yeah, man. That sounds like you got some good tools of awareness. Mm. That's beautiful. Uh, whose love did you crave most growing up and who did you have to be to get it? Mm. I think it was the most love I craved was my father's love. Mm. Um, as I had other strong masculine role models, my grandparent um, and my dad would work away a lot. Um, he did shift work, so he wouldn't actually be a lot of the things that I'd do, like music gigs or um, football. So I really felt like um, when I was playing football and I was having a really great game, I just wanted to have that validation in the game. Like you did well, son, good game. Mm. He was never there. My mom was always there. So I was always getting this nurturing from the, from my mom, who was, um, who was a lot more masculine actually than, than my, in my father's role in the relationship and mm. um, parenting. So it was actually more of a feminine love from a male figure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So did you have to, were you noticing yourself shift a little bit or change a little bit to get that extra love or like were you giving him wanting to be around him more? Yeah. Yeah. I'd do things to try and uh, get his attention or like um, want to spend more time at home and not see friends and just like, yeah, I could, I can see the subtle, subtle like desires and wanting that validation. Yeah. Uh, Wow, yeah. man. Wow. So talk to us a bit about your lowest point in your life. I mean, was that sort of like around the the period where you're having a heap of shit go wrong and you decided to change? Tell us about that, like what was happening mm-hmm. in your life and, and was suicide ever a factor? Mm. So a lot of things that were going on for me was um, was what I shared about before was the the drug taking, the depression I was coming in, it's not wanting to um, go to work and not wanting mm. to be in that space anymore. So from like Friday to Sunday, I'd just go to town on drinking and drugs. And then Monday I'd come around and I'd be broke and I'd be like, yeah, amen. feeling like a piece of shit and just, just questioning life. Hey, just really just being like, fuck, this is shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is not, yeah, it's like, this is what my life's going to be like. And I kind of, it got to a low point where I just surrendered, like not surrendered, but it was like, oh, just, this is the way it's going to be. Mm. So, you know, I'm always just fitting with everyone else, what they do every weekend, drink, do drugs, drink, do mm. drugs. And, um, were you just getting over it? Like, would you, it was, was it always when you were coming down? Yeah. And you come just down like, fuck and, this. Yeah. yeah. It would just be laying at home, just fucking depressed, man. Just like, you know, because you go so high when you're on it and you're, like, yeah. having this great time and then the next day you're, like, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Even got to the point, man, where, you know, I'd, I'd take I'd take um, a pill before a football game. Really? To, to get me through the game because I had a big night the night before. Like, I remember one, went to one festival and then um, next day I was just still, like, coming down. So I took one before I played a game of footy and just, like, just to get me through, man. It was just okay, the, uh, wow. How'd you play? Um, I actually got best on ground, which is <laughs> crazy. Uh, uh, oh, but yeah, when, when I was going through that period when uh, my mates um, passed away, uh, yeah. it was 
it was yeah, it was it was fucking tough. And a lot of people around me were doing the same thing. And it's kind of like we all came together to then um feel like all supported by each other by doing all this stuff, like doing yeah, drugs. The same shit. Yeah. The same just, shit that was it were your friends was it suicide that killed your friends or was it something else? Um no, I made died in a car crash. Mm. Um influenced by taking drugs the night before. Wow. Um and another friend got electrocuted, which wasn't related to drugs at all, but it really it it fucking impacted our community of friends really deeply. Mm. Um because you've got yeah. like you've got life in your hands and you and it's, you've got the opportunity to do what they didn't do now. And yet mm. you still waste it by doing the drugs 100%. and this shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck dude, that's that's wild, man. Um, yeah. What about the what about the moment of awakening for you? So like you've come through down the down the bottom, sort of in the pit. What was that period that got you out? Like what happened to trigger that change? Mm. So the initial awakening, or like a couple of months down, or well, whatever, um, whatever that biggest moment of awakening, the most significant one for you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the biggest significant was was that time I was laying in the in the hospital bed, um, had the neck brace on, I was coming down, I was like and it was just like something came and spoke to me. It was like, This is this is not your life that you wanna this is not who like the life you're choosing right now is not who you are. It's there's something else as big. I'd always had these thoughts as a as a kid or knew that there was something I wanted to a bigger thing I wanted to have impact in the world. I knew there was this thing and desire inside me that wanted to help men and that wanted to serve others, um, but just didn't know how. Yeah. And that kind of came to me in that moment was like, no, nah, this is like, this is like, this is where the line draws. Yeah. Um, and then there's just like, obviously little awakenings after that through yeah. uh, doing the work, you know, doing the men's work, doing the retreats. The aha doing, moments. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. What, so yeah. what sort of healing was, was um, crucial in your journey? What, did you, what modality did you use most? Was it breath work? Was it other things? Yeah, breath work, um, meditation. A lot of the first beginning healing was for the, for the body, was for the health, um, yeah. transforming my body. I actually lost 24 kilos um, on my health journey. And then after losing all that weight, I was just like so sure of myself. I felt confident. I felt... Yeah. Um, a lot of XX baggage, eh? Like all that past trauma from doing all the drugs and stuff was like gone. Um, now I could really work on what's really going on in here wow. about all that extra um, lag- luggage and baggage. Um, I was feeling physically as well as emotionally. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, breath work, uh, reading. A lot of yeah. did a lot of workshops, man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of workshop junkie. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, just going into it because you can see so much power in it, eh? Mm. What was one of your like? What was a couple of the workshops you were doing, or something um, that you so remember? A lot of work with uh, Preston and Alexi. Oh, and wow. Preston, um, the, br- the bridge, bridge experience. Yeah. Um, did some retreats over in the Sunshine Coast. Um, been on some medicine journeys. Oh, nice. Um, what sort of medicine? Uh, Cambo, Ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh, Harpe. Yeah, nice dude. Man, you've just pretty much taken anything to get yourself back to who you truly are, hey? Definitely, yeah, man, 100%. Just like choosing it, eh? So mm. much respect, man. So much respect. Thanks, brother. 
And mm. tell us about your friend group. How did that change through that your own journey? Like, you know, you've gone, you've had the moment of awakening. How how did that change, and and how'd you deal with it? Mm. So the biggest uh, struggle I had with with um, my friend group was that you know I was part of this football club. We're all really great friends, and you know I had a lot to involved in there with you know um, being there, being part of the community. So when I started to uh, grow myself and I started to lose all this weight, mm. I um, the health company that I aligned with at the time was was looked as a cult or was looked at this kind of like weird thing, you know. Was it isogenics? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's good products, man. And it's fucking yeah, great. amazing product. Yeah. yeah. And um, at the time, it was really new for people, and everyone was like, "This is a cult." And my personality is I just fucking go fully in on something. Like <laughs> I just don't. I'm not here nice. to fuck around. So I was on Facebook sharing it flat out and spreading all this positivity. And they were like, well, who the fuck are you now? Like, um, wow. and I rocked up to the footy club and they said, oh, you can't play footy here. What? Um, for X, Y, Z reasons. Cause you're nicogenics and all this kind of stuff. And are you fucking like, serious? Fuck. Yeah. I was, I was shocked, man. Just the, the guys and the boys were like, nah, you, you don't belong here. Um, Whoa, bro. Yeah, yeah head dick, man. Um, so that was my first, like, fuck, I'm growing out. So these people, well, they don't want me in their life, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, this is more important. I'm choosing my health and choosing to grow myself. So I obviously started to grow apart, um, started to meet new people within Isogenics in the community there, amazing people. And then you know, doing retreats and workshops and starting to meet more people in the spiritual community. My friends started to shift. I started to hang out with people more who had a vision, who uh, wanted to say more and create and be in a creative orientation and just yeah. start to really choose their, their life. Um, and then, yeah, when I moved up to Perth, I found a beautiful community here um, with the Liberators. I don't know much about the Liberators. No, um, what's the Liberators? Um, so they're a community, we're a community here in Perth that we just spread all about um, positivity, about um, being able to express yourself fully without any judgment or drugs or alcohol or just being able to, yeah, fully be present within yourself and be running like, in the streets and, uh, yeah. That's fucking um, awesome, man. Yeah. Positive when I first moved to Perth, yeah, started hanging out with this kind of crew and now it's kind of shifting more into uh, – Connecting more with people who have more of a vision and more who want to create amazing things in the world and actually want to, yeah, just be connected to their vision and take steps every single day. And, yeah, that being positive and doing those events and being that community is amazing. But where I want to be kind of surrounded by, like, people like yourself and mm. Timmy, all these other people that are having a greater impact uh, for themselves but also, you know, yeah. Fucking nice, man. And work, yeah. you know, like your environment changes as you change for sure, eh? Mm-hmm. So true, man. Wow. Has mm-hmm. any of your um old friends reached out to you since? Yeah, so I still got like a still small group of significant friends that have like uh been my best friends for a long time and close friends and they've really stuck around and they've kind of started their journey themselves from me Wicked. doing this. Um but I've actually had a few friends reach out about starting to do breath work with me who are old guys I used to play footy with. Wow, eh? Yeah. And just accepting them for what they did and, and who mm. they were and, and, and helping them. Look, now you get to fucking help yeah. them. 
no judgment from my end. I'm just like, dude, let's do it. Like, let's go yeah. for it. That's so good, bro. Yeah. And what part of your conscious journey are you most grateful for, man? Mm. Hmm. I'm grateful for the connections of meeting new people, yeah. uh, hearing their stories, hearing what they've had to move through. It's just super inspiring eh? and super, mm. uh, yeah, it gives you a lot of uh, appreciation and it kind of like when you kind of go on solo journeys within yourself and stuff comes up and you kind of think, fuck, is anyone else feeling this? or going through this. Yeah. Um, and you hear these people sharing very similar things. You're like, fuck, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, uh, it's been the most thing I'm grateful for. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, mm. and I think that community just changes everything in your life. Eh? Like you just one thing. Yeah, you don't feel lonely, um, and you feel connected to something bigger. It's almost like a bit of purpose is like injected into you. Mm-hmm. It's not just about yeah, it's like man. Like back. you know, when we get to sixty, seventy years old, what what matters most is you know, did we love and were we loved? You know, mm. fuck, fuck all the rest of the shit. You know, just did we love and where we love, and that comes from yeah. that community. Yeah, man. Mm. and the aspect of community is uh, takes us back to you know, ancestry days where community was everything, and you know, especially in Australia, community is so big for the indigenous communities and the indigenous culture. Um, that when you can create a community, there's like just so much power and strength, and you yeah. feel supported. Eh? Yeah, totally, brother. Totally, man. I think that's like the blue zones, you know, like they talk about the blue zones, the longest, like the areas where there's the most centenarians in the world. And a big part of that is they have purpose in their community. Mm -hmm. Fuck. That says a lot. So (laughs) last question, what's one tip that you would give your old self who was just starting this journey? Mm. To not rush the process. Uh, The tip for my old self would just be not to rush the process to... Mm not need to have to figure it out and not need to get to this point where you think that, oh, if I get to this point over here, I'm going to be enlightened. I'm going to be this person. It's just like, no, just allow the process to unfold in its natural way. And, and um, yeah, just let it unfold. Fuck yeah, I found man. myself wanting to, um, yeah, try and get further or be someone that I wasn't yeah, and yeah. try and do something that I wasn't ready for. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can resonate with that, man. It's like um, you're not even really the way I came to realize it was like you weren't vibrationally able to even hold it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you want this big glorious thing, and then you just like, but you're a piece of shit still. Mm. <laughs> you know, to say it. I mean, that's a pretty harsh way to say it, but like yeah. you're not, you know, you're not vibrationally capable of it, and you, you know, you wouldn't be able to have the mental space to be able to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So and that's can- a good tip. Yeah, it could be re-traumatizing too, you know. Um, yeah. Not being ready to do something and you go out and do it and you get negative feedback or you get, um, yeah, you're just not ready to do it. it can actually mm-hmm. have such a negative effect on, on, on yourself and your self-esteem and yeah, man. your confidence. Totally, brother. Well, man, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful interview. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pleasure to have Thanks, your Thanks, brother. Thanks, st- man. Yeah, it's a pleasure mm. to have your story here on The Woke Man and uh, we will be obviously sharing this with the public on YouTube, on podcasts and whoever's been yeah. resonating with this, yeah. they'll have your Instagram handle and they can like reach out to you, mm. no doubt, and just 
touch base with you if there's something they want to discuss but yeah again thank you and everyone listening to this thank you very much until next time peace Whoa, man, bring love and just be I got love in my eyes, bro, I can't see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love, yo, don't you see Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be